BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. <laughs> hey guys. A jingle. I'm JC. And I'm Chelsea. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Yes, we know it was a missed opportunity to not have our podcast episodes go up on Wednesday. Wait, so I was literally thinking the same Wednesday. thing. I was like, have we ever told them? I think we have once, maybe. Have we ever told them our, our deepest, darkest secret? Our no. biggest regret? We can say it though. That we... We were too impatient <laughs> to, we knew that it could be what we said Wednesday, but we were so excited to release our podcast and it was ready to go for the app store on Tuesday or like on Monday night or whatever. They approved us super fast. Yes. Faster than we thought. And so we're like, let's just do it on Tuesday. We're too excited. If that doesn't sum us up. I know. Just so impatient. Literally missed an amazing opportunity to have what we said Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, no, it's what we said Tuesday. And it, yeah. it really doesn't hit even. Like, I forget. Sometimes I tell people, I'm like, new podcast episodes every Wednesday. <laughs> and then I'm like, what the? It's but Tuesday. you know what? I still consider Wednesdays to be what we said because we record our episodes on Wednesdays. True. So I think of it as what we said Wednesday for us. True. Not for them, though. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Just for us. Well, today, uh, before I forget, we are doing... The sh- most shocking, crazy babysitting stories. This is you been- know what? What I have to say, Beth told me that these were some of the best stories. Like she said, really? They were, well, she said they were really, really good. Good. And she I was said there were say, a ton. Everybody has. We were saying almost every female, mostly um, some guys, but mostly females. Like all of them have babysat once in their life mm-hmm. and probably have a horrible story about it. Totally. But I was thinking, I couldn't think of. I have one kind of babysitting horror story that comes to mind, but it wasn't, it was just that I was babysitting some of my cousins and one of them, like, I don't think he, like, he didn't crack his head open, but, like, mm-hmm. got, like, really hurt. Like, had to get stitches? Yeah, had to get stitches. Oh, yikes. On his head. And it was, like, while I was babysitting. <gasps> I felt really bad. Shiz, dude. Um, but I think that's, like, when I was thinking about it, I've definitely babysat annoying kids. But there was nothing that came to mind that was, like, shocking. Although, yeah. after I saw... When a stranger calls, <gasps> and I used to babysit all the time, I was legitimately terrified. Oh, yeah. And I also, we didn't have cell phones back then. So no. I remember I would turn the TV on to like keep me feeling okay. And I would like always kind of just be close to a phone. Yes. Because I didn't have, the, we didn't have the luxury of like having a cell phone to call 911 in five seconds if we need to. No. And also, you know, what's the worst part about babysitting is when they come home late. 
when the parents come home later than you think, the they're worst. like, we'll be home around 1030. And then it's 1115. You haven't heard from them. And you're like, I'm terrified. Yes. And I'm also so antsy and I'm watching the clock and I'm just like, please get home. Please get home. Yes. But babysitting was kind of fun because if you babysat for the right people and they like paid you well and they're like, you can eat any food you yes. want. Like you watch any, like put the kids down for bed. You can watch any TV show. Like I remember it being kind of a fun thing, mm-hmm. but also, yeah, there's some <laughs> yeah. kids as well. Before we get into this episode, do you have any life updates? Do you have anything you want to tell us? Mm. Any fun things coming up? Yes. My <laughs> anniversary. Actually, you know what? Our bonus episode from last Friday goes up on my anniversary. Oh, shiz. So I should have mentioned that. But mine and Leif's five-year wedding anniversary is March 26th. So it just passed. And by the time you hear this, we'll, we'll already be back at home. But we're going on a little staycation in Orange County for two nights staying at this really cute hotel. You know, I wanted to actually, I was considering just staying at a place that was like, I literally wanted to stay at a place that was not cute. Yeah. So that I didn't have the urge to shoot and stuff. Like I just wanted to stay at almost more of a resort type of vibe where it was just a relaxing vacation. But you guys know me too well. I, you know, I had to do it for the aesthetics. No, I just found this place. Actually, someone recommended it to me. I said like, what are the prettiest hotels in Orange County and someone uh, recommended, I don't know, I can't give a um, review of it yet because I obviously haven't been when I record this, but it's called, I have actually no idea how to even pronounce this. Joaquin maybe? Hotel Joaquin, but it's spelled like Joe Quinn. Okay. Um, Like Joaquin Phoenix? What's that? The actor? Oh, shoot. I think that's how you pronounce it. But it's really, really pretty. I'm excited nice. to stay there. And I'm not planning on like shooting a bunch or anything because I want it to just be relaxing. But it, I think it'll be so, such a pretty space to be in. So five years is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like that's a long time. It is a long time. I remember making like jokes, not necessarily jokes, but being like, oh, on our five year anniversary, maybe we could do this. Or like, maybe I'll get this on our five year anniversary. And now it's literally so close. And it's like, oh, shiz. We've been married for five years. Five years is a long time. It yeah. really is. Like, it did sneak up on me. It's kind of crazy. You've been married longer than you were in high school now. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. But yeah. Hmm. So we're celebrating. Fun. And I'm excited for that. Other than that, I've just been chilling. Nice. Hanging, hanging out. It's airy season, you guys. <laughs> nice. I told Jason, Have I'm you like, been feeling you're thriving? You know what? Yes and no. I mean, like, I kind of attribute it to the placebo effect. Like, once I read something, it's like, Aries, you might be feeling extra excited yeah. today. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I, I am. am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I told JC, I'm like, if you feel an extra chill in the air, it's because it's officially Aries season. A chill. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do have a shiver down my spine right now. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. But I think it's for everybody. Like, it's not just when it's Aries season, it's not just for Aries, it's for everybody. Like, the planets, um, there's certain things like for the end of Pisces season, which just ended, it's like people are more emotional. Like, they're a little bit more, what was it that I just read? I forgot, but more emotional? Yeah. <sighs> Makes sense to me. The beginning of Aries season is like, get ready. It's time, you know, because Aries are very awesome <laughs> and cool. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's very, uh, motivating like this time of year people are like okay let's get into it no more resting like let's get back into the grind of things nice. so if you're feeling like that it's you can thank me later <laughs> you solely <laughs> me the queen of theirs <laughs> but th- that's my only life update nice now just living a just recovering from jet lag I feel like every time every morning I wake up 
I feel like I've taken a Benadryl. Like my eyes, is that jet lag? Could be. Because my eyes like genuinely, you know when you take a Benadryl and you're like, ex- you cannot stay awake. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel when I wake up. Although it's weird because it's three hours later where we were. So you'd think that we would be like waking up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here in LA. But I feel the same. I've been very tired. Yeah. So I don't know if it's and I go to bed And I go to bed early. Like I get like eight to nine hours every single night. So it's not like I'm getting not enough sleep. Yeah. Thing either. Sometimes I, sometimes I think I get too much sleep because it's mm. so hard for me to wake up. But I've gotten like nine hours. And I'm like, yeah, eh, maybe that's excessive for me. I don't know. I think maybe allergies could have something to do with it as well. Probably. It's spring. It's officially spring, by yeah. the way. Happy spring, everyone. Happy spring. Oh, it's amazing weather here in LA. I, I don't mean to flex, but… <laughs> I must admit, it has been really pretty. We've been going on walks and hikes, and it's been very nice. Yes. The weather here in LA has just been screaming. Spring is here. And summer is just around the corner, which makes me so excited. So if you're looking for some breezy basics that you won't take off and sunny day accessories that you'll be sporting all season long, Jenny Kane has quite literally got you covered. Jenny Kane is your most trusted source for everyday elevated essentials, pieces that will keep you looking and feeling your best for years to come. Jenny Kane has simplified the art of getting dressed. Not only are they beautiful, but the quality of their pieces is unmatched. I have been wearing their shearling Moroccan slipper. I have it in the color ivory. It is so comfortable. It feels like I'm walking on a cloud and they have so many more like just classic timeless pieces that are so freaking comfortable. Yeah. You brought them to New York and made me try them on. They were so comfy. I also, I have the shearling slides. So they're really, really cute, soft, comfy, but you can like go outdoors in them because they have a, you know, hard bottom. So I absolutely love them. They also have a mule in leather, suede, shearling, and more. The classic shoe that started it all. It's effortlessly comfortable, endlessly versatile, and you look put together in an instant. We love that. Jenny Kane believes that getting dressed should be the easiest part of your routine. You might already have a favorite dress or a well-worn pair of sandals, but if it doesn't make you say, I will never take this off, it isn't Jenny Kane. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use code what we said at checkout. That is J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code what we said, and that will be linked in the show notes for you guys as usual. I get asked all the time about, you know, Chelsea, what matcha do you use? And my answer for you guys is Art of Tea Matcha. It's ceremonial grade. It's green as can be. It tastes delicious. It's my favorite matcha powder that I've ever used. And I say that with full confidence, okay? So don't try me. And it's from Art of Tea. Art of Tea is an organic tea importer based in Los Angeles, California on a mission to impact as many lives as possible through tea by creating a healthy, delicious, and sustainable tea drinking experience. Art of Tea wants to do well by doing good and hopes to create a brighter tomorrow through tea. Today, you can try their delicious organic teas for 20% off using the code WHATWESAID20 at www.artoftea.com. They believe in using only the highest quality ingredients and source all of their teas and botanicals directly from the source. Art of Tea sources from the top 2% of all teas produced in the world. They hand blend and pack all of their whole leaf teas in-house in their Los Angeles factory. Every time you order from Art of Tea, your order will be made fresh just for you. They are also contributing to a more eco-friendly world through their biodegradable tea bags and sustainable packaging. We love to see it. They also have a collection of teaware and tea gifts, including at-home matcha kits, which I think would be such a cute gift, especially if you have a matcha 
loving friend. Mm-hmm. Be a great- or a matcha curious friend. Exactly. Teapots, mugs, candles. You can also take their tea quiz for personalized recommendations about what you would enjoy based off of your preferences and lifestyles. And they have over 100 tea blends to choose from. So there's really something for everyone. Today, you can try their delicious organic teas for 20% off using code WHATWESAID20 at www.artoftea.com. Check it out. Um, should we get into these stories? Let's dive right on in. Well, I have a couple stories. Actually, I have one story that I can think of of my babysitting horror stories. And it happens to be <laughs> my siblings, of course, because that's who I would watch all the time. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to think that your parents would like leave you alone at like 12. Like when I think of me at 12, I think of me being like so young. Yeah, it's kind of true. But then, I mean, I had older brothers at the time too, but I always feel I'm like, ah. Can I trust even a 16-year-old with kids? I don't know. Maybe because I watch TikTok. I'm like, you're, you're telling me this person is supposed to like be responsible for... It's true. It depends on the 16-year-old. Yeah. It depends on the kid in general. Yeah. So I was watching my little siblings one time. I was in charge. I think my brothers were like gone at baseball practice. My parents were gone. And honestly, my mom was home a ton. So like we never really had to babysit that often mm-hmm. unless it was like they're going on a date night or something. Mm-hmm. So it was in the afternoon. I don't know where my parents were, but they left me in charge of my little sister, Abby, and then my two little brothers, Cole and Jess. And I don't remember how old I was, but Cole had to be like three, maybe. Mm. Three or four, maybe. So that means you're not that old then. How much older than? Oh, I guess you're quite a bit older than him. Yeah, I'm like eight years older than him. Okay, okay. So I was like 11 or 12, maybe. Okay. And, and it's so hard for me to tell, like, if you showed me a child right now, I would not be able to tell, like, if they were two or five or something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, no, I, I have no clue. I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel the same way. Anyway, so he was around those ages where he could walk and, like, kind of talk, but not really. So maybe literally, too. I don't know. Anyways, he, he was between those ages. Mm-hmm. I was obviously babysitting age, so he must have been. Anyways, details, details, details. But we live really close to a Walgreens. So as kids growing up, we would always walk to the Walgreens. It was like there was a back entrance to the store through our neighborhood. So you never had to walk on a busy street. You just walked through the neighborhood mm-hmm. and then through this wall. You've been with me plenty yes. of times. And it's not too far from my house, but definitely would not walk when we were little without an adult. Yeah. So I'm babysitting. Who knows what I was doing? Probably pretending I had a freaking like I was on Zoom or something like that. But do you remember that show? Mm-mm. I thought you meant like literally Zoom. Like I'm like a Zoom on a call. Zoom call. I'm like you're <laughs> ahead of your time. Anyways, it was a PBS show. Okay. Um, me and Abby would pretend to be on that show all the time. And all of a sudden I noticed Cole's gone. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of fishy. And like my house is not huge, but it's not small. Like there's a lot of bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So I was like going through. And he did one time have a fit and he went and hid under the car one time behind oh, the tire. And my family was like looking for him everywhere. And then we found him under the car. And we were just like, Cole. That's going to be a no for me. Yeah, that's going to be an absolute no. That's terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. So I was like looking everywhere. I looked in the garage. Like, I'm like, okay, he's gone. Like this kid is gone. I literally was terrified. And because also at that age and that time of life, we also were always playing outside. Mm-hmm. Like the garage would be open. We'd be riding bikes with neighbors. So I was like, maybe he like left with the neighbor kids, but he's not old enough. Like I was freaking out. I was trying to call my mom, but again, she didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone. So I was like trying to somehow contact her. I was, me and Abby were like crying, like oh my literally gosh. sobbing, crying, trying to find him. Oh, that, I, I know that feeling all too well when you're alone. Horrible. 
I have another story. So me and Abby are crying and I'm like, we have to say a prayer. So we like kneel down. We say a prayer. We're like, please, Heavenly Father, like let us find Cole. Like we need to find Cole. And I'm like, or my mom will kill me. Literally, (laughs) doesn't even care about him. No, I was like so scared. And I get up. We were in the hallway. I come down the stairs. And as I'm halfway down the stairs, the front door opens and Cole is standing there with an old woman I have never seen before in my life, like a grown woman. You kidding? She goes, is this your brother? Cole just walks in holding a Starburst and we're like, okay. A Starburst. And she goes, I found him at Walgreens by himself. No. (laughs) He asked me to buy him this Starburst and then he just walked home. She was like, "I I just saw him and I'm like, where are your parents? Like, who's with you? And she walked home with him and brought him back home because he just literally didn't have a care in the world. Was like, can you buy me this? And then just walked her home because he knew the way. Walks home, walks in like nothing happened. And I'm like, I'm like, thank you so much. I'm like, you're literally a guardian angel. Like I've been looking for him everywhere. I'm babysitting, like telling her. And she was so kind and sweet. And um, anyway, she left. Never saw her again. That is shocking. So medical. So now that's just, you know, a legendary story in my family that we tell, you know, on Cole's birthday. Can't wait to tell it at his wedding. A legend. Has he been like independent his I whole mean, life or is that like kind of a shocking thing for him It was to do? kind of shocking. I mean, he, you know, my little brothers, like when they were younger, they do not talk to people. Yeah. Like people would come in and be like, hey, Cole and Jess, and they just stare at you. <laughs> like, do not say hi. And I'd be like, okay, you guys are a little literally rude, but they're definitely way different now. But like when they were like, Two or three? No way. Yeah. Wow. So weird. All right. Should we get into these stories? Let's get right in. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you can start. Okay. I'm excited. Same. Hi, ladies. Here's my babysitting horror story that I will never forget. Throughout high school, I babysat three sisters, pretty young and close in age. I would pick them up at school, go to their house, play some games, help with homework. One time we had just got home and I was busy helping the oldest one with her homework. The little one was on the toilet. I heard that the middle one and little one were fighting in the bathroom. The middle one would not leave her alone, so I told her to get out of the bathroom and went back to helping the older one with the homework. The fighting began again. The middle one was constantly opening the door of the bathroom trying to annoy her little sister until I heard a scream. Oh, no. The little one had put her hand on the door frame, and the middle one had slammed the door while the hand was still on the door frame. The top of her little finger came off. No. Oh, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. Zero to 100. The top of her little finger came off. It was barely attached to the finger anymore. (gasps) There was so much blood. I took ice from the freezer and a towel and pressed the top of the finger back where it belonged, called the (gasps) mother, and sat with the three children trying to stay calm. At the end, the poor little girl had to have two surgeries, but all is well, and she still has all her fingers. Hope you enjoyed my traumatic story. Love the podcast. Kisses from Belgium. Oh my gosh. I bet the middle sister felt Horrible. That's horrible. There's nothing worse than when you're joking around with yes. something, someone and then like something actually hurts them and you're like, okay, now I feel horrible. So bad. Yeah. And it's not funny at all anymore. Yeah. And that's when the older sibling usually goes, shh, no, 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 you don't have to cry. You, yes. You yes. That. One time, um, this was not a babysitting story. It was just my parents were there. <laughs> Uh, apparently don't know where they were, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They were like upstairs and we were just playing on a Sunday afternoon. Um, my older brothers and me and Abby. And I'm on the stairs coloring or something. Cause I remember I was on my own, literally probably coloring a picture of spirit, the horse or something. <laughs> and I just hear a 
blood curl. Is it curdling or curling scream? I always think it's curdling. I always like, think so too. Blood like curdles. Ew, that, sick. You know, I'm like, ew, you're, you're a perv. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hear this horrible scream from Abby and I just hear Lad go, I am so, so sorry, Abby. I'm so, And I've never heard him speak like that in my life. <laughs> I'm like, something is wrong. And I go out there and Abby's gushing blood from her forehead. Lad had thrown a, um, actually it was my Dalmatian figurine. It was like, like a, a hard a Barbie, thing? Yeah, like a hard Dalmatian thing. And he had thrown it. And I guess Abby had a blanket up, but then she took it down at the last second and it hit her, literally stuck in her forehead, like the, the leg. Oh no. And she had to go get stitches. And Lad felt so bad. My dad made Lad go with him to the ER to be there for her while she was getting her stitches. Oh gosh. And Lad's like, I felt so bad because Abby also was like screaming at him, like, get him out of here. Like, <laughs> so oh. bad. But it was pretty traumatic. Abby had to get stitches so many times. It feels really? so bad for her. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gotten stitches. Me neither. Except yeah. for on my hand, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Abby no, literally was like bullied. She, not bullied, but <laughs> lad threw that at her. And then I think in elementary school, a kid was running with her. They were like running at something and he pushed her down. Boys in elementary school suck, honestly. <laughs> Anyways, because they're just like rough and just mm -hmm. like annoying. It pushed her down and she um, cracked her chin open. Ooh, and had to get stitches for that too. It's like, does really? she have any scars? I can't think of any scars on no, her face. I don't. I think she might have a little one on her eyebrow from the thing mm. that she's told me, but I've never noticed any. Anyways, okay, my turn. Hello, beauties. Ooh, I like that greeting. I just love you guys. Thanks for forever being the queens of the podcast world. Oh, that's a title <laughs> I can get behind. <laughs> I, I, I have always wanted to write in for a story episode, and this is finally my time. Two summers ago, I was nannying a family of three kiddos, and one day we were going to the park for the afternoon. Before we left the house, I asked all the kiddos—so it's kiddos every time—to <laughs> to go to the bathroom because there are no bathrooms at the park. The littlest kiddo— Okay. <laughs> five years old. Refused to go to the bathroom. Awesome. We love a rebellious king. Yeah, we do. So we ended up driving to the park. And right when we got there, he told me he has to go to the bathroom really bad. Classic. Shocker. I told him that this is why I asked him to go before we left the house. Yes, Queen. Make sure he knows that you were in the right. And he is going to have to hold it for a little bit because his sisters went to the bathroom and got to play for a while before we left. After talking to him, I turn my back to walk to sit on the bench in front of the playground. And as I turn around, I see that he has pulled his pants and undies down to his ankles and is walking around pooping all over the playground. Pooping? I was shook to my core. This is a mess. I didn't even know how to start cleaning up. All over his body, his clothes, and the dang playground. That is horrible. Are there Ew. people there? Are there other people there? I don't know. I didn't have any paper towels or napkins in the car. I put all the kids in the car and drove home and literally hosed him and his clothes off in the front yard like a freaking dog. I wanted to quit my job that day, but ended up finishing out the summer. Hope you enjoy this unfortunate story. Wow, that's traumatic. Ew. That's bad. I remember if anytime my little siblings would have like a blowout or like a poop incident, my parents would always put them in the bathtub and literally like spray them down. Literally. Like, you have to. There's no what other way to clean it do? up. Hi, JC, Chelsea, and Beth. This is the story episode I have been waiting for. When I was 17, I went to Wisconsin to watch my cousins for a couple weeks while my aunt and uncle 
went on a trip. It was a struggle, lol. Four kids that liked to do different things and a preteen who had some real sass. <gasps> Everything was going well until one day I gave the five-year-old a bath. She then let me braid her hair for the first time since I had been there. As I was braiding her hair, I got to the nape of her neck and noticed what I thought was a spider on her head. I hate spiders. So I went to flick it off and realized it was a tick <gasps> attached to her head. Incredible. I began to freak out and quickly as I could so I didn't freak the five-year-old out. Uh, okay. <laughs> She's like, I began to freak out, but quickly, don't worry. Yeah. Um, seeing as I hate bugs and had never seen a tick, my panicking was anything but quiet. The girl began to cry and I freaked out trying to figure out what to do. I reached for my phone and called my dad first. He loves to camp, so I figured he would know how to get a tick out. As we talked on the phone, I became hysterical. He told me I needed to get tweezers to pull it out. Well, I could not find any tweezers in the whole house because they have to hide them from their oldest child. I called the parents and they had to tell me where they hid them and I ran across the house for them. I then called a couple of different neighbors to help me who all ended up being busy or not home. It was exceptional. I got the tweezers and ran back upstairs to try to pull the tick out, which at this point, its whole head was burrowed into her skin. <gasps> My, oh my gosh, I'm sick. My dad hung up the phone so I could focus on getting the tick out, which just made me more nervous. I was literally shaking. After a couple of minutes of trying, I finally pulled it out. It took me and the five-year-old oh, a while to calm down. As the night went on, a neighbor came by to make sure we were okay and to make sure we got the tick out. Shortly after she came, it began to pour rain and it knocked the power out for the rest of the night. Oh, gosh. Overall, I would two out of 10 recommend and would never do it again. The creepy thing is that I would not have even seen the tick if I didn't do her hair. I love the podcast so much and it never fails to make me laugh. Honestly, a little satisfying. It's like Dr. Pim Pimple Popper. Ticks scare me. Terrifying. Do you remember when I got chiggers? Do you know what chiggers are? Yes. The like bug I thing. I do remember that. It's not even, it, that's not like a tick though, but it's a weird thing where you get like, um, like rash, a rash basically. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's completely different. Just tries <gasps> to make it about me. I'm like, Ew. Tick, what do I have to relate to this? <laughs> but it, I literally got it from laying in a field of grass for a photo shoot, of course. Yeah. Back when, like, like in Texas, right? Yeah, in Texas. And it was oh so long gosh. ago. This is when I was probably 18. But bugs and things like that freak me out. That's why I don't like, like whenever I'm in a, like North Carolina, Tennessee, mm -hmm. all those places, I get scared to like sit on grass yes. and like lay down because I'm like, I'm going to get a freaking tick. No, there's so many bugs. And also, aren't ticks the one that cause Lyme disease? <gasps> oh my God. Isn't that from a tick? I think so. It's crazy what these little things can do, man. Yes. They're silent killers. Yes. If you're like me, you're missing your workout routine and your favorite fitness instructors. I honestly, like since the gym's closed, I honestly will never complain about a full gym again. You know, it's just mm -hmm. like those things don't matter anymore. I'll take it however it is. We just took it for granted. Um, there are at-home alternatives, but they're just not the same. If you've been looking for an experience that makes you feel like you're back in class, moving with your favorite instructors to heart-pounding playlists, well... I have the answer for you, and it's the Soul Cycle at Home Bike. The Soul Cycle at Home Bike converts your home into a Soul Cycle studio. The 21 inch touchscreen houses a revolutionary sound system that was specifically engineered for this bike and Soul Cycle's iconic playlists. I have to say that the playlists really are iconic at Soul Cycle. That's what makes the class so much fun. So the fact that you can get this feeling at your home and it's so convenient is best case scenario. With unlimited access to live and on-demand SoulCycle classes, you can clip in with your favorite instructors and be transported to the front row of the studio on your schedule. 
Your monthly membership also gives you unlimited access to the Equinox Plus app, where you can stream classes from other top-tier brands like Equinox, Rumble, TB12, Pure Yoga, and Solid Core. You can get your SoulCycle at-home bike in just one to three weeks, and they have financing options available to make attaining goals achievable. I really like when uh, brands do this so that you can pay in, you know, different chunks instead of having to pay all upfront. Also, I just absolutely love SoulCycle. Their bikes are great quality. They have so many amazing instructors, amazing classes, and the energy is so high. It's some Unmatched. of the it's some of the only cardio that I actually enjoy because I'm not much of a cardio lover, but I genuinely absolutely love cycling classes and specifically SoulCycle. Get your SoulCycle at home bike today by visiting mysoulcyclebike.com slash what we said and use the promo code what we said to get a complimentary pair of at home select cycling shoes with your purchase. That's mysoulcyclebike.com slash what we said, promo code what we said to get a complimentary pair of cycling shoes with the purchase of your SoulCycle at home bike. mysoulcyclebike.com slash what we said, promo code what we said. Whether you're an early bird or you like to hit the snooze button, you know, sometimes I'm both. Sometimes I'm both. Everyone deserves to sleep in ultimate comfort. And that starts with your comforter. Nice. (laughs) Comforter. Yeah, that's how it's said. Brooklinen can help you get your best sleep. So Brooklinen creates beautiful, high-quality bedding and home essentials. You've heard us talk about them before. We rave about them because they are just that good. I have their... Uh, Is it bath sheets? Yeah, those are the bigger ones. Super plush. Literally, that's what they're called. And it feels like you're at a spa Mm -hmm. when you wrap it around your body after a a nice warm shower. They're fantastic. I've given them as gifts. I love them that much. And I also just changed my sheets so that we're sleeping on top of Brooklinen. And it's also extremely comfortable. We are a Brooklinen household in this house. We have so many Brooklinen products. They're towels, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. sheets, comforter, pillows, pillowcases. All of my bedding is from Brooklyn and I love it so much. Brooklinen works directly with manufacturers to give you a fair price so there are no middlemen and no markups. Their comforters come in lightweight, all season, and ultra warm to suit every type of sleeper and lifestyle. There's even a weighted comforter option for stress relief. They also offer a variety of materials, including an eco-friendly recycled down alternative and Brooklinen's comforters pair perfectly with their sheets, pillows, and duvet covers. There's a reason Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. Treat yourself to ultimate comfort with Brooklinen's comforter collection. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code what we said to get $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That is B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code what we said for $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code what we said. Okay. Hey, you guys. So glad I finally have a story to share with you. This is a story of when I was being babysat. Okay. We got the the kid. We got the kid's perspective. Nice. I was 11 or 12 years old and my parents were going on a weekend trip to St. George. Usually they would leave me home with my three younger siblings and I would be fine. But since they were going to be gone overnight, they got a 17-year-old family friend to stay with us. Let's call her Taylor. Like very specific name. (laughs) literally her. Everything (laughs) is just fine going great until we started eating dinner. My brother was probably two years old and he started choking on a fruit snack. He literally started turning blue. Taylor told me, the responsible 12-year-old that I was, to call 911 and talk to them while she started the Heimlich maneuver. While I was the one on the phone with the operator, she was able to get it while I was on the phone with the operator. Um, She was able to get it out. My brother had bruised from how hard she was hitting him trying to get it out. The police never came to check on us, which I thought 
they would, but it was fine because we were all okay. It was so mortifying and terrifying. I still have nightmares about it to this day. We'll never give my kids fruit snacks because of this. It literally scarred me forever. I never babysat after this because I was scared the kids would choke and I wouldn't know what to do. You could probably figure out what to do. (laughs) It's it's good to learn how to do the Heimlich maneuver for everybody. I'm not shaming you. We called my parents and tried to explain what happened, but they didn't realize the magnitude of the situation until they got him and were able to explain and reenact it to them. So shout out to Taylor for paying attention during girls camp first aid training and putting it into action. Love y'all so much. Seriously, that is good to know how to do. It is important. And I I remember when I started babysitting, I had taken some sort of thing to learn how to even like, you know how if a baby is choking like a small baby, you like put them so that they're yeah, um, you face, flip them over. Yeah, yeah, you flip them over and then you like literally just shove yeah. like that. Yeah. That's it's important. sketchy though. Um, also, I always tell Nick like if I'm like I'll be, you know when you choke but not really choke choke on something and you're coughing and mm-hmm. Nick's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know if you were serious. I was like, no, if I'm choking, if someone is coughing, they're not choking. That means that they can still breathe. Right. It's serious when they are not coughing mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, you they can't really hear can't. anything. That's when it's like serious. Because people sometimes are like, oh, she's choking, she's choking, and she's coughing. Right. Still get it out, but it's not life-threatening as much as it is when you can't hear them coughing. Gosh. Just to scary. scare you guys. Yeah. If you're going to be babysitting, though, it's definitely a good thing to take first aid mm-hmm, for sure. Be aware of. Y'all are the best. So this story is just from this last year. I was a nanny for a family who had one 10-year-old girl, super easy job, just helped her with online fifth grade, played Barbies, went to the park. It was great. But her dad that worked- awesome. Her dad worked from home and was always hanging out and talking with me while his daughter was in the other room and when she was on play dates. We would talk in the morning. When I got to their house, he would text me sometimes and I, and I noticed he started to get really flirty. I got married in November 2020 to my awesome husband. Okay, so she's like not She's like old, yeah. Young, which is good. <laughs> like she's not underage. Okay, I noticed things started to get flirty. I got married in November 2020 to my awesome husband and my boss, the dad, was fully aware of me getting married and has met my husband before. The same weekend of my wedding, the dad broke up with his girlfriend. <gasps> okay, so he's not married. I yeah. Assume, did she already say that? Or? No, okay. I'm, I just assumed. Okay, yeah. I thought he, he, he was, was married, married too. So I was even more shook. Double the scandal. Um... When I came back to work that next week, he pulled me aside when his daughter was in a Zoom class and told me he broke up with his girlfriend to be with me. No. I freaked out, of course, and was like, you know, I just got married and I've never given you any idea that I would be interested in you. You You're my employer and I take care of your kid who really doesn't even need a nanny. I quit that day. I found out from his girlfriend he dumped that he always talked about me to her and said the only reason he keeps me around is for good conversation because his kid really did not need me. He was basically paying me to be his friend, honestly. Yes. She said her friend, but I think, honestly, his friend even. Yeah. Anyway, that's my story. Bye. <gasps> Ew. Wow. It's like a crazy, stupid love. That's such a good movie. That is such a good movie. I think we referenced it in the last I know. podcast too. That is really so crazy. Relevant. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? We didn't even talk about the catfish episode that we watched. Oh my gosh, Which I didn't. know is kind of like irrelevant to the babysitting thing, but it occurred to me, like, we hear these crazy stories of like, I mean, that isn't, I guess, so crazy because they didn't, like, have an affair of any kind. But it's, like, you hear all these just crazy stories about people having affairs like that, secret relationships, whatever, cat getting catfished by people. Think of all the stories that exist that we don't hear about exactly. because they're secrets. Like, 
should we tell them about the catfish episode or is this is this yeah let's take a time? let's take a quick little intermission let's make sure our thing is recording okay. we've we've had some we, we did have that. a scare earlier okay so chelsea and i first of all one of you dm'd me and said you need to watch the last episode of the newest catfish season, uh, season. And so when I read that, I was like, Chelsea, we have to watch it together. We should watch it and talk about it on the podcast um, because she was like, it's so crazy. So first of all, it, it's like a Zoom one because it was yeah, during filmed the during the pandemic. So we were at the first, we were like, eh, are we even going to like this? Because it's like Zoom vibes. But it really was so crazy. And so this is a spoiler. If you're going to watch it, don't listen, skip ahead because I'm going to give away exactly what happens. But basically, this guy was talking to this girl and it, like 10 years ago and it was his first love they like dated quote unquote again never met in person but met on xbox met on xbox they were dating online like talking online they would call each other and talk to each other for two whole years and they were gonna move in together and then the day that they were like supposed to move in right or the day before yeah something like that the day before they were supposed to move in together keep in mind they've never seen each other no the girl basically like ghosts him and is like and then never talks to him. Yeah, it's like, sorry, I can't do this. Sorry, I can't do this. And then just like never talks to him again. Well, then talks to him a few years later for like a second again. But at that point, he's like already in a new relationship. So at this point, the guy has moved on because he's he has a fiance now and he has three kids. But he, in the back of his mind, kind of can't stop thinking about this girl who was his first love, who he never got closure with. It ended so abruptly. He's just like, I just want to know what happened? Like what happened? Because it's just like haunts me and like I want to move on with my life kind of thing. So the his fiance is incredibly supportive. Yeah, she's like an angel. Yeah, she's like I want him to figure this out. So they're on catfish to basically figure out like who is this girl that I've been talking to for the, all the or that I was talked to for all these years. Like is she who she said she was? Mm-hmm. Is she the same girl in the photos? So the the craziest part of it though is that he was saying he's like she sent me nude photos like with her face in yeah. it. So the all, basically Neve, like the hosts of Catfish are like, okay, that's kind of crazy because it's like, if it's not her, who has literal, who has those photos of who her? Who has access to those photos that would be able to send them to somebody else? Right. Because some people will send them, but it won't have their face. So it's like yeah. they're using someone else's. They'll get them off the internet. Yeah, they'll get them off the internet. But it's like this literally. And he was like, she sends me new photos. New, not nude new photos all the time yeah. of like her doing different things. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Yes. Because a lot of catfish, it's like they literally have five photos total and it's like they have none. They got them from Instagram Because they got them from someone else's profile. Yeah. Okay. Turns out, wait, am I going to ruin anything? I've like told her all the details, right? Yeah. Turns out that the girl he was talking to for it, two years, for two years, the girl in the picture, her name's Katie, by the way, the girl in the picture, Katie, that he thinks he's been talking to, He's been talking to her mom. Her 40-year-old her mother. Her 40-year-old mother. Oh, um, by the way, he was 16. Yes. He was 16 years old, and he was dating her from the time he was 16 to when he was 18, which when he was 18, he was ready to move in with her, right? Yeah. So he was actually talking to a woman in her mid-40s who's that girl's mom. The girl's mom would go into her phone this when she disgusting. was— when she was sleeping, find any photos she had taken, find nude photos that she— that the daughter had sent to her like boyfriend or something and would text them to herself. The mom would text them to herself and then delete the text chain with herself. And the daughter was saying also that her mom would always be taking so many photos of her, which she was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Like moms just love to document. my mom, yeah. 
But really, she was using all of those photos to send to this 16-year-old boyfriend that and, she had. And mind you, she was also doing it to other people as well. Yes. It she, was not just She had catfished so many guys. Disgusting. And, and apparently, the age of consent in Michigan or wherever they were is 16, which is yeah. shocking to me. I didn't know it could be even less yeah, than 18. Shocking. So she didn't technically, was it technically not like a criminal thing? Yeah, in the nudes, she was 18, her daughter. But it's just like, so, yeah, just the, the ultimate act of betrayal by her mom. Yes. And, and the so girl didn't gross. find out until two years ago. Yeah. So like eight years after the fact. Because people kept reaching out to her, like guys reaching out to her being like, like thinking that they knew her. And she's like, Kate, what is happening? Like, so who crazy. is using my photos? Turned out to be her freaking mom. Her own mother. We have got, we, I know we said this before, but we really want to do a catfish episode. But we feel like since it is a more uncommon thing to experience, we need to like, Give it time. Give it time. Like if you're hearing this and you yes. have an epic catfish story of someone you know or yourself or whatever, please send it to our yeah. email at hello at what we said podcast.com. And we're going to try and gather up stories because I think it would be such a good episode. But yeah, it's shocking. I agree. Okay. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Hi, JC, Chelsea, and Beth. I'm so excited to hear everyone else's stories because I have so many. It's hard to choose. Lots of creepy dads, poop incidents, and why is always dad creepy? And me ending up in tears. Anyways, the one that takes the cake for me is when I was babysitting three boys one night for the second or third time ever. And the youngest boy was about two years old. He went to use the restroom by himself and stood on a stool facing the toilet to pee. Well, he was so tiny and not strong enough to hold up the toilet seat, it fell on his little ween. <gasps> oh, shoot. Causing his ween to turn blue and black. His ween? I'm screaming at ween. Oh my gosh, I'm shook. While blue he was, and black? Sorry, I literally missed it because I was focused on yeah. that. While he was Gosh. screaming and crying, I quickly figured out what happened and tried so hard to get him to calm down, but I just had a bad feeling about it. So I immediately called the ambulance and they came within five minutes. Ooh, poor boy. Bad. I called his mom while 911 was on their way, but no answer. So while the paramedics are helping the little boy, his mom calls me back and I tell her what happened. And she laughs and says, it happens all the time. What? I'm sorry? I'm Needless so to say, sorry. his peen stopped swelling after a few hours. And I laugh about it now, but it still traumatized me. Happens and all the, and the parents come home to the hospital bill. They're like, cool. Yeah, they're or like, ambulance, uh, the bill? ambulance bill. Cool. We owe $70,000. Amazing. Wait, that's crazy. What do you mean happens all the time? Why is it black and blue? I've got to get a handle on this. Yeah, while he's screaming and crying. I'm like, I'm incredibly sorry. <laughs> Hey girlies, I have a short one for you. My mom used to babysit a family of kids when she was a teenager and when she was doing crafts with them once, she accidentally cut off one of the kids' pointer fingers. I'm so sorry. Cut off the whole finger? With what scissors are you using? Yeah, what kind of scissors are you using for that? Because I honestly want to know because the scissors I have are shiz <laughs> and cut through nothing. Like the, won't even cut through my jeans. The kid was the kid was rushed to the hospital and even though the finger was reattached very quickly, her finger will never work the same way again. Okay, that Amazing. actually sends a shiver down my <laughs> spine that you can have your finger come off and then they can reattach it and it like still knows what it's doing. That's crazy. Wow, the body is my, truly amazing. My mom still feels so much guilt about the accident to this day and my family will never let her live it down and continue to make jokes about keeping her, their fingers away from her when she cuts anything. Love you girls so much. That really is so bad. Yeah, I, I'm. Ex I, uh, we're using a chainsaw. Also, how, how like, I want to know at what point of the finger she cut off. Like just the top that's of her I'm legitimately saying. the whole finger because that's insane. Like, what are you doing? Like literally to be like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was ASMR vibes, but that's crazy. 
Okay, I'm going to get right to the story. We're just, we're hopping right in. Okay, I'm ready. So in eighth grade, I babysat my first grade teacher's daughter. Boy, was I in for a night. At first, she seemed very sweet, but as she got more comfortable, I realized I may have entered the house of the nine-year-old devil. Not even a nine-year-old devil, the nine-year-old <laughs> the devil. The devil. The first thing she did was go to the bathroom. Seems innocent, right? She comes out with the foamy soap slathered up to her elbows and runs at me stretching her arms. Why did I wear one of my favorite shirts? An absolute no from me. <laughs> we were saying like when kids do freaking annoying things like that, you just want to literally. Easy there. <laughs> I'm like, I can't say it. I can't say it out loud. No, but you just literally get so mad at them. No, that genuinely triggers me. Thinking of a kid running with soap to their elbows, like straight at me, I'm just like, yeah, no. And not only do they just walk up to you and show you, they have to like, like touch you. <laughs> it's so. They have to touch you or like violent. Like, also, they're surprisingly aggressive. Like kids mm -hmm. can be aggressive and it's just like, no, I'm telling you. What empowered you to do this to me? Some, you did this for what? <laughs> yeah. And some kids, the second their parent leaves, they change their they tune switch. and they become so yeah aggressive, annoying. My mom lets me do that. My mom said this and you're just yeah. like, no, she didn't. Yeah. She absolutely did not say that. That you could watch TV until midnight. <laughs> yeah. But the my mom, on the my mom said I can have three popsicles. No, she didn't. She specifically told me do not let Jack have any popsicles. Exactly. Okay. Why did I wear one of my favorite shirts? Well, it sure got cleaner. After I told her to wash it off, I thought that was the worst of it. This girl is hecking. We're, we're bringing that back. Creative. They have a little bar area with a mini fridge. And she was like, hey, I want to show you something. Oh, Ew. I can I can see it now. <laughs> I can hear it now. <laughs> so I went over. She opens the fridge and starts tossing mini applesauce cups at me. I'm desperately catching each one. And more than once, the applesauce falls to the ground and splatters everywhere. I try to tell her to stop, but she keeps throwing. And I'm trying to keep the mess to a minimum. Yeah, it's like at that point, you've literally lost all respect. You've lost all control of the situation. And you feel when the kid gets a... um not a handle on the situation, but the kid almost gets the upper hand. Yes, he says the upper hand. And you just start to feel like shiz I'm in trouble like they do not respect me at I, all <laughs> yeah I'm picturing the literal snowball fight in elf where it's just like yes I'm picturing that's what she's doing with the applesauce <laughs> uh, I'm desperately catching each one um yeah splatters everywhere I try to tell her to stop but she keeps throwing and I'm trying to keep the mess to a minimum then she proceeds to start throwing cans of Red Bull. That's right, Red Bull at me. That's heavy. That's heavy. Luckily that could literally damage me, you. Yeah, and my surprisingly quick reflexes, I didn't drop any Red Bulls, which impressed her because apparently no other babysitter has ever not dropped a Red Bull before. Just like her signature move. Yeah, her skit that she does every time. Yeah. After I made her clean up the applesauce, she wanted to show me yet something else. She took a plate, squirted ketchup on it, and tossed some salt on top of that. She put her hand above the mixture and was like, whoa, it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I keep in mind this was quite a while ago. So this was an old prank that I had yet to discover. So I came over to check the it out. The fact that she's even considering that it would be hot yes. has me weak. <laughs> she's like, hot? Interesting. Literally just a genius child. So I came over to check it out and she slammed my hand into the ketchup, <laughs> splattering it everywhere, including on my favorite shirt. As you would... <laughs> you know what? There really is nothing that pisses me off more than things like that. Just like violent acts <laughs> upon just me. getting pranked. Like by the children. That's heiny. And they're like getting dying laughing. Like, <laughs> and you're just like, really? I'm just picturing her little hand. <laughs> 
<laughs> above the babysitter, just slam it down. It's like I'm just seen- like cracking up. Yes, cracking up, and also you're just actually pissed. Yeah, it's like, and you're trying to be like, ah. yeah, you're just so bugged. At that point, you just walk away. Honestly, <laughs> clever though. We give we give credit where credit is due. <laughs> As you would say, awesome. It gets a little better. Nearing the end of the night, there was a full glass of water on the counter. I wonder whose water this is. It's like, girl, you're an only child. She asks and takes a sip. Then she spits it out and flat out dumps the whole full glass of water all over the kitchen floor. I don't know what was going through this girl's mind, to be honest. But needless to say, I have not babysat her since. You know what? Oh, sorry. Is the story still going? Yeah, just the ending. Anyways, thank you for reading and sorry this is so long. I love all three of you girls so, so much and your podcast is keeping me sane. Sincerely, a young, traumatized babysitter. I'm very sorry you had to go through that. It's very triggering. And what I was going to say is, like, part of me, it, when she's doing stuff like that, like, I wonder what this is and just pours it and stuff. It's like, she's obviously, either she's just going through that annoying phase or it's like she's so starved for attention. Like, she needs yes. attention so bad. Which is kind of sad. Yeah. I know kids like that where it's like their kids, maybe their parents just don't pay attention to them a ton or they just don't get enough like stimulation and attention. So they're just like, watch this. Boom. Like just do crazy (laughs) annoying things. And you're like, what are you doing? Yes. You know what I mean? You're right. It's kind of sad. I'll give kids another chance. I have empathy for her. Okay. Hello, ladies. I'm so grateful to have found a podcast that I love. I used to search and was just not interested despite wanting to be until I found yours. I love it. And when I listen, I truly feel like I'm hanging out with my best friends. That's honestly such a good compliment. The one where it's like, I searched for a good podcast. Because sometimes it's like, you can't just watch anything nowadays. No. We're we're picky. So thank you for appreciating us. Thank you. We love you. I seriously look so silly in my car laughing to the point of crying. Anyway, let's jump in. When I was younger, I started babysitting for members of my ward. Well, one night I went to a neighbor's house who I babysat quite frequently. She has two boys, a two-year-old, let's call him Jake, and a six-year-old, let's call him Max. They had the same bedtime and absolutely loved to read stories before bed. I took them into Max's room and we read some stories. Shortly after starting the book, Jake kept looking into his room across the hall with fear-filled eyes. I didn't think much of it. And after story time, I tucked Max in and took Jake across the hall. Jake was a very happy, fearless kid. Oh, no, 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 He never cried and was very well behaved. That night as I was tucking him in, he asked me to leave the door open and the lights on. He's never wanted this. I told him I would leave the door open, but I had to turn the lights off. I left his room and went downstairs. I was cleaning up and heard some noises from the baby monitor in the kitchen. I walked over confused because it had been about 15 minutes. He's usually asleep by then. I watched the camera and he was sitting on his bed. (gasps) Uh, I'm scared. I'm terrified. <laughs> this isn't the this isn't the Halloween episode. You wrote into the wrong I one. I do not sis. claim this energy. <laughs> I watched the camera and he was sitting on his bed talking to something in the corner of the room. <gasps> I kept watching, wondering why and what he was talking to. Moments later, I saw something flash before the camera and he started screaming. I, I heard, feel absolutely horrified. <laughs> I heard slam. I heard a slam maybe but was confused because he was sitting in bed. I ran upstairs and the door was closed. <gasps> I want to cry. I want to freak out. I opened it and saw Drake. Uh, Drake. Oh <laughs> Sorry. I <laughs> saw Drake and Josh. Literally <laughs> Drake the rapper. I opened it wondering how it closed and saw Jake crying uncontrollably. His closet door was open and his toys were everywhere. (gasps) I see. I cannot continue. I cannot continue. I I am going to have to leave. It's longer. 
It's longer. It's uh, We got to keep going. I'm going to head out. <laughs> I'm going to head out now. I picked him up and walked across the hall to see if Max was potentially, oh, it was awake and potentially the culprit. He was dead asleep. We walked back into his room and as I put him in bed and started cleaning, wait, why did she put him back in the haunted bed? <laughs> I heard the baby like, monitor. Oh, no, 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 I heard no, the baby no. monitor downstairs making creepy old radio scrubbing noises like when you were trying to tune the radio. Jake started screaming again. His room shared a wall with his dad's office. That door was kept locked when their dad was gone. I turned off the baby monitor and when I came back up, the office door was open. <gasps> I let Jake sleep in his brother's room on the top bunk and asked my dad to come over and check it out. He found nothing. The doors were all locked. So were the windows. I must have been scaring myself. Nope. As soon as he was gone again, the monitor turned back on. The dog was running around barking. Normally a lazy couch potato dog. Jake and Max were sleeping at least. The whole house was on some paranormal shiz. I held a <laughs> knife in my hand, pretending that would do something against what was haunting the house. I felt safer. I sat in the kitchen with my back against the corner so I could see the whole house. I stayed that way until I heard the garage open. Once the garage opened, the lights stopped flickering, the baby monitor turned off, and the dog stopped barking. I have no idea what went on that night. I was terrified and had to stop babysitting for a while because I was so scared. They moved about six months later, but sometimes when I pass by at night, I can see a figure standing in Jake's old bedroom window. Are we telling the truth uh, now? Now you've gone too far. Um, you drive by you and me at the figure. You see the figure every time you drive by the room? Or by the house? Three Drake. <laughs> Literally was. Yeah, I'm just... Sorry that was so long. I hope you guys enjoyed it because I certainly did not love you guys. <laughs> is this another baby? This is fake. Is this a fake story? Every time you drive through the house, you see them in figure, sis. That's cr- I mean, if that's true... That's terrifying. That house has got to go. And you need to find a priest immediately. And you need to get help. Get help and leave whatever town you live in immediately. <laughs> you need to gather your things and leave. But that's… Okay. Yeah, I mean, you had me on the edge of my seat. I'll give you that. Just calls her a fraud. She's like, cool. I'm no like, one believes me. Fake. She's like, cool. Invalidates my like, story. Mm, that doesn't sound in my real. life. Yeah. Hi, JC, Chelsea, and Beth. I'm so excited to finally be able to write into one of your story episodes. I love your podcast and I appreciate how much you are able to uplift my Tuesday mornings. When I was about 16, I had my first, yes, first time, and it ended up being terrifying, babysitting gig at a family friend's house. I was supposed to be a relatively easy night. I was babysitting a 10-year-old girl who was super sweet and relatively independent. We started by baking cookies and watching The Hunger Games. When she was about to go to bed, we heard this extremely loud, aggressive knock come from the front door. Oh, when you're babysitting? Okay, that's actually the absolute worst. I would never. I, the thing is, is like now I feel like, sorry, am I completely interrupting you? You're like trying to speak and I'm just like going <laughs> no, on and on. I was just going to say, when I was babysitting, I feel like I would get the door. Because you I would. would? In what world did you grow up in? Uh, well, I'm just looking back. It's like now I don't get my door. If no. someone knocks on my door, I literally do not answer it. No, I never. If Leif is not home, door. I'm like, sorry, no. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Wow, you're brave. Um, but I Braver feel like than when the I Marines, was, honestly. But I feel like when I was babysitting, I would, but I would be absolutely terrified. But I would still, I feel like, get it, maybe. I don't remember. Anyway, really? I don't know why I'm even. Truly brave. I just feel like you you wouldn't get it at all. No, really? absolutely not. No, I would like peek to see who it was, but just to see who it was, I would never. Yeah, answer actually, the door. I think that's true. Maybe I would just peek. But I feel I, like it was I, like a known thing, like, do not answer the door. I have a memory of like, literally opening the door and it being like a bug guy and I was like terrified. Wow. Anyway, I think it was during the day. That's a little different for me. Yeah. Sorry. Even saying? when I would be like at my own house and yes. someone knocked on the door, I'd be like, no. No. I'm not trying to deal with that. 
Yeah. No. Especially if your parents weren't home. Yeah. Let's just get rid of <gasps> wait, doors, wait, wait, honestly. Really fast. Do you remember when our friend was telling us this story about how his sister-in-law, when she was home, I'm probably going to butcher the story, but she was home alone. And she was like, not that young. She was maybe in her like 18 or maybe in her 20s. I don't remember. But she was home alone, like at her parents' house. And this guy came to the door and was like, a sale, like a door-to-door salesman yeah. kind of guy or whatever. And, and he was like, can I come in? Like, and she just was like, no, sorry. Like, and um, he's like, oh, okay. And then, uh, oh, she he like wanted a drink of water or something. She's like, well, I can go get you a drink. So she like closed the door and like locked it and then like got a drink and then came back and gave it to him. He's like, oh, thanks. And then he left and she said she looked out the window and just saw him run into her backyard and like hide. And she was like, absolutely not. My stomach just dropped. Wait, into were my you foot. not there when you're? When I have you're... no idea who you're talking about. Okay, and then she—I could be butchering the story a little bit, but long story short, he was a serial killer, and he literally got caught. Like, um, the police—I don't think it was then that they caught him, or maybe it was then. But he was a freaking—he ki- had killed women, like ten women at that point. No. Yes, and knew no she was home alone. Had had watched her. Knew she was there. Tried to come in. But when she didn't let him, he ran into her backyard and was hiding and was like trying to find a way into her house. And she called the police. I'm flabbergasted. Isn't that and I'm terrifying? horrified. And honestly, get rid of all men. That's how I'm going to end that. I mean, not all men, but a lot of them. All men, but Nick and Leif and my dad. And mine too. Don't forget my dad. Oh, oops. My dad. Like, and my brothers. And I can't forget these people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you know what's horrifying? What? I'm like, men. <laughs> no, is anytime answering the door. Just like yeah. stop answering the door, no. honestly. Yeah, stop answering the door 2021. We're done. Yeah, <laughs> we're done with that. Honestly, we're just done with interaction with men. So, <laughs> Okay, anyways, back to her horrifying story. Wow, this really took a turn. Yeah, sorry. It's literally, a spooky night. Now it's a spooky story night and I won't sleep tonight. Yeah, cool. and I will not sleep. When she was about to go to bed, we heard this extremely loud, so it was at night, aggressive knock come from the front door. I normally would have answered it, no, but it was about 10 or 11 p.m. at night, and it just seemed suspicious to me. Both of us looked at each other with terror. Also, it's like you're the babysitter. You want to, like, try and pretend to be cool, but you're terrified. I should also mention that mention that at this time her family was renovating their house so the only way to access the front door was to go through the backyard hard to explain sorry haha absolutely not you're gonna have to okay uh-huh. well I just hate that for her oh yeah like she's gonna have to freaking go out and like yes actually confront this person goodbye no the knocking didn't stop this person was knocking extremely loudly on their front door for probably a minute straight <gasps> I'm just getting so scared <laughs> at this point I tried to act brave and told her there was nothing to worry about yeah, just you shaking. Your water's like yeah. freaking everywhere. Um, at this point, I tried to act brave and told her there was nothing to worry about. Five minutes later, it happened again. So there's a five-minute break. Yeah, Absolutely not. For me. This time, even louder and for even longer period of time. Now we were panicking. I could hear a man's voice, sounded like yelling, but knew it would not be safe for me to walk out through the backyard to try to confront this man. Yeah, in no world. No, 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 no. Unless you have a literal gun. So we decided to hide in her room with the lights off. There's nothing worse than knowing you are supposed to protect someone, but you feel absolutely helpless. Yeah, that's terrifying. I was frantically texting everyone I knew for advice while we hid out in her room. Wait, why don't you call the police? I'm uh, or the parents. Yeah. I knew for, (laughs) she's like tweeting. She's like, hello, anybody. (laughs) Me does a question box. Like, there is a man in my backyard. Like, QA. I'm like, what? (laughs) Who could it be? 
<laughs> screaming. Okay. Um, for advice, well, we hid out in her room with the lights off, LOL, like a horror movie. Luckily, her parents came home right when we were mid-panic. I explained what happened and they seemed concerned but didn't react too strongly. I found out the next day that it was a neighbor dropping off a Christmas basket for them. Uh, why the aggressive knocking I for still a Christmas am, package? Yeah, I still am not sure why that would be an appropriate occasion to ag- aggressively knock on someone's door at 11 p.m. for five minutes straight, but who am I to judge? You are... <sighs> Perfectly fine to judge. Yeah, you're validated 100%. Okay, last one. First, I want to say you can tell how much you love something by how often you recommend it to other people. And there's not a single person in my life I have not told about y'all. Seriously, the best. Clean enough to listen in front of my kids, but juicy enough that I can't turn it off and I'm dying for more. I love love that. that. Okay, here's my story. I landed the best nanny job in college. It was one eight-year-old girl and some very rich parents. Sounds awesome. Making that bank. I picked her up from school every day, helped her do her homework, get ready for bed, and tucked her in before her parents got home. They were real estate agents, so they were constantly showing houses in the evenings. This little girl also did competitive cheer, and one time she had a competition in Orlando. Because of her parents' work schedules, they were not able to take her, which left me taking her. It was a dream. Free trip to Orlando with an eight-year-old girl, all expenses paid. We stayed at a really nice hotel and one day went to Magic Kingdom. I was so excited for the fireworks show and told my boyfriend I would FaceTime him so he could see it. Right as the fireworks show is starting, the little girl had to go to the restroom. Because I didn't want to lose my spot, I told her to go across the street to go to the bathroom in the shop and then come right back to me. Yes, this was before I had kids and I was an idiot. As I watched her run across the street, the fireworks show started and I was calling my boyfriend. About 10 minutes into the show, I realized she was not back, which I thought maybe there was a line, but I told myself, don't freak out. Then about 10 more minutes passed by and I cannot go anywhere because there are people surrounding me and everyone is watching the fireworks. I wait until it's over and I'm freaking out that she's not back and I lost this little girl that I was nannying at Disney World. People were all around and it felt like I was in a movie. My head was spinning and I just knew I had lost her. Finally, a cast member walked up to me holding her hand, (gasps) tears streaming down her face. She looked at me and said, I cannot believe you lost me. I want to call my parents. I was shook. I took her for some ice cream and told her she could not tell her parents or I would be fired. We kept it our secret, but I still to this day, years later, freak out in crowds and keep my kids close. Yeah. That's sketchy. That's terrifying. That's bad. I was going to say like, it's always bad to be like, you can't tell your parents because it's literally like, yeah, like you it's know our what? little secret, but it's like, you actually probably would get fired. Yeah, you would absolutely get fired. Also, you know what actually my parents did when I was younger that was really good that I will do with my kids is they, my dad would talk to me every month and he would say, if anybody ever tells you, don't tell your mom and dad, come and tell us. Like, Don't be afraid. Just tell us. If someone says that, you know to tell us, basically. So anytime I was younger and someone would like, kid in elementary school, like tell me a dirty joke and be like, don't tell your mom and dad I told you. I would literally go home and tell my parents like right away. Wow. And that's such a good thing. I feel like that I... I feel like you're an anomaly though. I feel like most kids still wouldn't. But maybe... Yeah, but if it's like, um, ever since I was little, that's all I knew to do. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, true. If you raised that way. And I'm saying, I mean, not when you're in like high school, but when you're really little, when you're in elementary school and it's a good way to like keep your kids when they're, before they kind of know what's right or wrong. Yeah. To know uh, that if someone says that, it's not good. Yeah. If someone is like, don't tell your parents. It's like, oh, I should tell my parents. Yeah, literally. It's true. That is good. Good advice. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry that it turned into a spooky horror episode. Yeah. But hope you guys enjoyed. Can't wait to walk to my car in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> let us know if you have any catfish stories. Any other? Maybe we could do another babysitting one because I think we got like a ton of stories. Yeah, we should do another babysitting There's one. There's so many that we need to do part twos on. But thank you guys so much for listening, for supporting us. Uh, make sure to follow our Instagram to stay updated on anything coming up. It's at what we said podcast. We love you guys. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Goodbye. Goodbye.